Okay, Jay. I need you to not turn around right now. I'm, I'm going to explain to you why. <laughs> Be prepared. The bride is not wearing the suit that you made. We have one or two options. Option A, I can flip this table over. I could make a scene. I can rip flowers down on my way out. These people don't know me. I have nothing to lose. I'm never <laughs> going to see them again. I don't care who they are. You can you can even pretend like you don't even know me. I will create the biggest scene you have ever experienced. Every telenovela set this place on fire. Option A. Option B. We can sit here, wait for the wedding ceremony to end, and bow out quietly, and you can Figure out if you ever want to speak to these people again. But before you turn around, I wanted to give you one of those two options. Let me know what you want, A or B. Go. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm Eden. And I'm Jay. And welcome to Eden Next Jay Unfiltered, a podcast where we have created a safe and sexy space to have unfiltered conversations. We might be the same sex, but we have different opinions. We do not share everything after all. <laughs> uh, if you haven't yet, please follow us on Instagram at EdenXJ on our social medias. Also, don't forget to leave us five stars. If you like what you're hearing, please keep listening, commenting, supporting um, in all the ways that you can. And today's episode was actually, um, it was a toss up. <laughs> Uh, between grief and friends cleanse and I was really really le leaning heavy into grief today this morning um, but I we did talk about we were going to do friends cleanse in like a couple of different podcast episodes so I do feel like we should definitely address it because we put a call out on social media and a lot of you voted for friends cleanse. So I'm, I'm thinking the majority of people really need advice in this space. That's what it's sounding like. Yeah. And I think because it's the end of the year and everyone's trying to shift their mindset and set goals and with, you know, everybody talking about mental health and boundaries, I think this is pretty spot on. Absolutely. And it, it's a not an easy topic to discuss because, you know, friends, I feel like, as well as family, can be pretty hard to cleanse yourself of when you do get to that stage of not serving you in the most positive light anymore, which we'll get into. Um, but I also do want to say that grief is definitely still on the table and we will definitely be talking about it in next week's episode and for all of you out there who did vote it who did voted who voted for grief uh i want to say you know i hear you and my heart is out with you and just stay tuned one more week and we're gonna we're gonna talk about it but from now until next week i think this will be a good time to just get into a good headspace to be able to have open conversations and listen to grief. Um, you know, sometimes that does take prep, especially for people who have come further in their griefing process or are still very much in it and it's very early. So I do like that we you get to kind of prep for a week and just say like, hey, am I emotionally, mentally, and physically ready for this space? So yes. And without further ado, 
Let's get into friends cleanse. This is not the funnest topic in our relationship because <laughs> we both had to go through uh, a couple of friends cleanses. And how would you describe a friends cleanse, babe? Well, for me, I think a friends cleanse is when you let go of friendships, whether they are new or old friendships, and you allow yourself to um, remove them from your life because they're not serving, they don't have a purpose, and they're not serving your goals or your lifestyle anymore. So you politely excuse yourself from the friendship <laughs> or it goes down in flames I, pretty much it's uh <laughs> it's usually one or the other it's so sad um you know we very much encourage like healthy separation and you can separate good um and excuse yourself and you can separate in flames and i think both of us have different experiences with our friends cleanse yeah. I, I think I separated on more, I, I excused myself situation, and then your separation was like up in flames. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, but I also feel like at the time, it's funny because in my early to mid-20s, it was really hard for me to get, uh, I don't want to say get rid of, but um, cut ties with mm-hmm. toxic friends in my life because well a and i've said this many times sorry if i'm repeating myself but i'm kind of a people pleaser um and b i did struggle with separate like abandonment issues Mm. a lot and so for me it was really hard to cut ties with people who i knew were toxic and weren't enhancing my life in any way but the thought of having that conversation was dreadful Mm. so it took me a while to realize who were who were my real friends and who were just there yeah or yeah and i think it's interesting because sometimes we we think of friendships and there are long at least for me there were really long friendships that i had shared so many experiences right like friendships that were over 10 plus years Mm -hmm. And sometimes we excuse toxic traits and bad habits because we, we've inherited that friendship. So we kind of overlook it or we say things like, they're just like that. Um, they didn't mean <laughs> it. And you make up all these excuses because, at least for me, um, yeah, I kind of just gave them passes. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, I don't know if I had met some a stranger on the street and they treated me the same way. I don't think I would allow that to happen. I love the opening of how you kind of painted the picture of this grow. This is like grown Jay talking about <laughs> this. This is this is years of development and processing Jay right now that's giving you the breakdown. So I just want to say like, yes, love this. I, I don't love the situation back then when it happened, right. but I can – confidently sit here next to you in our bed because we decided to record from our bed today which is really nice it's actually really comfy we saged our bedroom we did we are in comfy clothes in safe space because this is a heavy topic a lot of people don't talk about the importance of shedding friendships when they don't serve you and 
just even growing from situations, like even though the situation was, I feel like I'm really, really like hyping this and leading this in. Uh, I feel like even when situations can go down badly, you can still grow and reflect back. Totally. And this is literally the epitome of growth. growth. <laughs> Thanks. Of, of growth. And An avocado. Thanks. <laughs> of growth. And so I'm really proud of you for that because that does show a lot of development and i guess if we were to go back for me i had my biggest friends cleanse when i met you like right after i met you so i gotta take y'all back before i met eden i was surrounded by a lot of toxic people and i now reflecting i feel like i kept a lot of those toxic people in my life because of two things maybe a couple more but the two main points are one i was a big people pleaser which i sometimes still struggle with i've gotten a lot better thank you therapy and self-help books and just talking about my feelings um in a safe space and two i think the other reason is i had no boundaries like it was really hard for me to find boundaries within friendships and relationships sometimes. And I think that stemmed from kind of just the Latino culture where you kind of have to go bend over backwards for your family, regardless of how shitty they are or how amazing they are as a family. Like you still have to do things right and like cater to everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think that played a big role in my lack of choosing great friends. <laughs> It, you know, you live and you learn. That's definitely true. Uh, if we go back to the beginning, and thank you so much, babe, for kind of breaking that down. Because this is like the glowing you. This is what I've reflected and I've processed you. And yeah. I'm, it's really hot. Oh, is it? Is yeah, it doing it for you? It really is. You should do more. Like, my brain is so turned on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Emotionally. <laughs> my emotions are really turned i on. hope y'all are listening to this the way to a woman's heart is to open up about your feelings and, and be vulnerable and grow and grow most oh, importantly growing will every turn somebody inch on. matters <laughs> i'm a size queen when it comes to growth <laughs> but if we go back to the beginning i will say we've learned through this dynamic of how this friendship broke off so when i first met jay she had a roommate and a group of friends that she's known for years and i guess what would you say they were like really big party buddies yeah i think my group of friends when i met you they were big into the lesbian scene in la and so they were a lot of they were big party animals for sure they were kind of cocky and a little conceited and you know they just thought they were a big shit like big they just thought they were big and bad in the la lesbian scene so i think in a nutshell that's who they that's who i would hang out with i'm i don't know i've never seen the l word the documentary (laughs) or the real life the real l word but from the stories that I've heard, I'm trying to imagine what this clique or like what this group would well, be Well, how like. did you, did, when you <laughs> met them, did you feel like it was the, the L word? Did you feel like, oh yeah, this is the Shane of the group and this is the toxic and this is the... Well, okay. So this is my, this is my perspective on how I met them. So it kind of happened one at a time. 
I believe I met the roommate first because I, that was inevitable. I was always at your house. You had a washing machine. We I did not. <laughs> I you hauled. You had the cutest dog. I just wanted to spend so much time with. And my my laundry. And my, your your washing machine. Washer and dryer oh, for yeah. sure. And I think that's why you ended up hugging up with me was because I had a washer and dryer. That was not it. Was it a bonus? <laughs> yes. Was it the whole purpose of why I wanted to keep hooking up with you? Absolutely not. <laughs> because let's face it, I'm definitely better at washing clothes than yes, you, you are. are. Um, I've gotten better through the years. But you're definitely better at cooking. And so yeah, now I don't true. need to eat for survival. I eat for flavor. So that is <laughs> that is also another plus in and my now life. My, my clothes smells really good and yeah. not like... Um, you know, somebody who hasn't showered in like two weeks. <laughs> no, it was just <laughs> some people, you know, have different methods of washing, but that's not the point. I digress. <laughs> so I was coming over a lot and obviously I met your roommate. And, and, and to backtrack, my roommate and I have been, were friends at that point for over 10 years. So we were really tight. Yeah. Like I viewed her like my sister. <laughs> we, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We spent a lot of time together and there were no boundaries like no boundaries just to paint this beautiful little picture of having no boundaries when i first came over and met the roommate i was um i was sitting jay was in the bathroom and i was sitting on her bed and then the roommate just like barges into the room and is just looking for her retainer i guess by jay's bedside or looking to see if she left it by jay's bedside and i I was just like, whoa, because it just surprised me. Like somebody just barged into your room, which somebody who has boundaries, I would not let just people barge into my room. Like you have to knock. I could have been changing. I could have like. Oh, yeah. There was none of that. All yeah. my friends would barge in at any any time of the day. And they wouldn't even call. They would just show up. It, well, I totally understand like, you know, open door policies or whatever. <laughs> but when this was very new and we're dating and I, I was just like. Oh, like you just like walk through the door. Like, I, I I can't lie. And so I can't, my face says it all. So I might as well just say what's on my face because <laughs> my face will say it for me. So I just will flat out say it. I'm just like, oh, so you just like walk through the, you just like walk right in. I think she was taunting for sure. She oh. knew how uncomfortable you, you looked Oh, I with didn't. her barging in. And I think she was just like totally being a jerk. No, no, no. Like what she was doing was... She was trying to see if she can, if she can like play chicken. She wanted to see if she can get a reaction out of yeah, me. Yeah, that's what I meant. Which she, you know, she did not. Uh, at the end of the day, I was just like, okay, like I'll have a conversation with you about this later. That was to me a good sign. Like, hey, I could have an honest conversation with you and let you know how I feel and you can make a decision. And I can just let you know how it made me feel in the moment. And I and we talked about it. It wasn't like a blowout thing. It wasn't even no, like a No, of course not. And I, again, fight. I think it had to do with before you, every girl that I dated had to put up with all of it. My friends barging in at any given time with my friends taking up a lot of my time in general and not having any boundaries with my significant yeah. other. So I do think that you were the first person to say, like, wait a minute, there should be boundaries. And <laughs> these are the reasons why. But I'm not going to tell you to do them. I just feel like this 
this is how I feel. For me, I I didn't, nor was I ever in a place to like come in blazing and be like, I don't like this, change this yeah. and do this. Like that's just not how I roll. What I wanted to do was like try to understand the severity of the situation because for me, you have my trust until you don't. Right. So you have it 100% until you lose it. And I didn't, if you told me like, you know what? I had nothing to worry about. I, I can trust you in this situation. I will be like, okay, cool. Like I don't have to worry. It's not an issue. I'm still going to try to be this person's friend or just try to get to know this person because they've been in your life for 10 plus years. You've told me nothing but at the time, like more positive things than negative things. And, you know, I'm, I'm new into this space and these people have been here for a while. So let me try to give them the benefit of the doubt, which is very different as a Gemini for me. I'm not speaking <laughs> on behalf of all Geminis for me. When I have a, like a feeling about someone that's off, I tend to like follow my gut. And in this situation, I was like, okay, let me just, let me feel it out and let me let you lead and I'm going to trust you. Again, you have my trust until you don't. And that was the roommate that I met. And then a part of that group with your roommate were these, this couple, right? And you had known them for a, a long time as well. I wouldn't say as long. I Not as long. For maybe at that time, maybe three to four years mm-hmm. at that time. And they were super in the lesbian scene, the clicky scene. Yeah, we were all like a group a, for sure. A group. And you would tell me that you guys would go go out a lot. And mm-hmm. when we started dating, like obviously it's new. You worked crazy, insane hours mm-hmm. and so did I. So we, when we really were hanging out, we loved quality time and making new adventures. And we would spend different ways, like getting to know each other more and more because, you know, the newness of the relationship is only new ones Mm -hmm. and I think we really wanted to nurture that equally and I guess what from what I can see you started to pull back from that group of friends because they wanted to club all the time and I think you and I realized we couldn't get to know each other on a deeper level, always you in the mean club. mean we can't have deep conversations <laughs> when when all we hear is I mean, that's the basic white clubs. No, we could not get to know each other always like that. I got to know different parts of your body like that, which I will never take for granted. Ooh. That was that we had some good times. This like unfiltered turned into X-rated real quick. <laughs> we had some good times in the club and I, I definitely enjoyed spending time with you going out in the nightlife but i think we really did start to value more quality over like yeah for sure and here's the thing i think that when you don't have boundaries with friends and when you're always available and you start dating someone friends get butthurt because they knew i was always available and i would do whatever to hang out with them like i kind of put my friends on a pedestal which mm. isn't healthy but that's that's kind of the that was the dynamic of my friendships at the time mm-hmm. and i feel like when you came into my life everybody felt threatened because now there's this new girl who's taking up a lot of my time and now i can't go to a bar and get drunk or i can't go to that random concert last minute or I can't just go, I don't know, and go to the strip club or whatever it is that it was. Like I was kind of like the go-to person because I was always down. Yeah. My go-to saying was, I'm down. (laughs) 
I mean, I do, I do remember, like, parts of our day would be inconvenienced because you would have to drop what you were doing mm -hmm. for a friend that needed you, mm -hmm. whether they needed you to pick up their groceries or they needed a ride or they needed you to go to this thing with them. And I think, like, as much as I could go with you on, on these things, I couldn't, nor did I have the energy and, and, like, bandwidth to go to all these things with you. And then I think you saw once I started to retract, not that I asked you to retract with me, you're like, well, I don't want to go to this thing. I want to hang out with you. Yeah. And I was, and then you kind of just made that choice on your own. Um, and the time when the couple, you, you wanted us to like actually meet and hang out one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one to try to get to know each other instead of just in the club because a lot of this was just going out in the nightlife scene. Um, you you suggested a dinner, which I thought was a really cool idea um, because as you know, Jay loves to host. <laughs> she loves a good excuse to cook. I've always loved to host. <laughs> you're, she's phenomenal at it. If any of y'all are ever lucky enough to get invited to one of her dinners, oh, you're in for a treat. <laughs> um, and so Jay suggested that we make dinner so we made them dinner, like invited them over, and I kid you not, the the couple literally ate dinner and refused to acknowledge that I was sitting at the table. Like they would not talk to me. I would ask a question and they would answer it to Jay. And I was just really mind blown that somebody can react like that, especially because you're a guest in our space. I know it's your space, but I'm going to consider it our space. <laughs> I love how you're like, it's our house. We it's, were dating for like four months. Okay, like point. wifey for your me can easily say that. This is <laughs> our space because like back then, it, it, you were my wife in my head. And <laughs> even though that was far from the case, we were just dating. I was just like, okay. And I knew I had to try to play my cards right too because I can't let her see full Unleashed Gemini Eden that will rage. Like I can't do that. I can't scare her off. It's too early. I can't let her see the crazy this, this soon. Mm -hmm. So what I got to do is just be polite and got to try to just get through this dinner and have a conversation mm -hmm. with you about it which we did that was grown for me because I feel like before you I would react in such a loud way it mm -hmm. was always very dramatic um if if I felt uncomfortable I had no problem making everybody else feel uncomfortable as well and it was a shift for me because I knew I wanted to go into this relationship different and so when I'm being treated a certain way, I have to think like, okay, do not repeat the past because obviously my past didn't work out yeah. and I want this to work out. Right. So let me try something different and think and process and have a conversation with you about it. And so when I sat you down and told you, you know, I don't appreciate how this couple made me feel and can you help me understand why? Because I felt like I was trying to in get to know them and I was doing everything I could mm -hmm. to be nice to them. And I felt very disrespected how they refused to acknowledge my existence. Rightfully so. Can you help me understand how you feel that's okay? 
because if you we if you allow them to treat me like that once are you going to allow them to do that again and I think that was like our first conversation but had I approached it very aggressively or very like they're whack how could you be friends with these people like blah 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 like my feelings like f them I don't feel like I would have gotten anywhere so I really again old me had to put in a box and let that chapter go and try something new and conversating about my feelings was still new to navigate so I didn't quite know how you were going to take it either yeah I think my initial reaction was they're just like that they're just they're just you know annoying like that or they're just rude like that it's who they are and your response was oh so they're just assholes and I think that was the moment where it registered in my head that I was surrounded by people that were uncaring and very selfish mm-hmm. and it kind of it kind of it was an aha moment for sure mm-hmm. on on reevaluating who I had in my circle and why they were there and what they brought to the table and what I brought to the table and you bring a lot to the table so much so I was I remember sitting at that dinner table and I was thinking like why why are we here like why are you here like why how did this come about because I mean I I I did then and still do think so highly of you and I have the utmost respect for you and I felt like these people didn't have respect for me and as an outsider, I didn't feel or see like they had the most respect for you. Yeah. And and for context, um, this couple was getting married. And Jay, as you all know, uh, or maybe you don't know, uh, Jay had a clothing line. And she's quite the crafty woman with the sewing <laughs> needle, if I do say so myself. Thanks. Not that she's ever personally made anything for me yet. <laughs> Um, because the story will kind of explain what happened. Uh, I've seen her work. I've seen her work online and I've, you know, seen pictures of your, your old work and I've seen reviews. I made you a shirt. No, you made you a shirt and I took it. (laughs) And I always wear it unless you didn't. No, I don't think you made that for me. That was definitely for you. It's yours now. You made it in yours. It's kind of like I made it for you. It's ours. (laughs) Okay. For, for context, I got her a, 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 Okay, let's <laughs> let's go back because I am we're we're going off track. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but we'll break up that shirt again later on in the story. Okay, so this These couple friends, yeah. that you're friends with who blatantly ignored me at the dinner table, mm-hmm. you were sewing a suit for their wedding, and out of the kindness of your heart, you offered to do it for free, uh, and. This was how many piece suit? This was a three piece suit. Um, and she asked me to make her a three piece suit, a custom three piece suit. Uh, it was purple. And we went to buy the fabric and I took her measurements. And just for those of you that don't understand sewing and being um, a seamstress, making a suit can take up to months. I just need like, you know, two to three months or something like that. And from when we first started dating, I would literally see Jay in her little sewing sweatshop 
technically yes it was like sewing all day that that machine never stopped i was just lucky enough to try to bring you food taco bell <laughs> um, <laughs> always talk always taco bell it was our thing it still is our thing and i would like, try to feed her just i wanted to just be around her at the time um and and i also didn't want to distract her so i would let her go in her sewing cave for hours and then whenever she would come up for air and a little break i would feed her a snack and some other things and then she would get right back to work again yeah and that was kind of the dynamic for a few weeks going into the wedding and i remember the 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 bride, the one that you're making the suit for, was so aggressive with you. I think, like, I've seen, I saw the text messages where they were just constantly hounding you and being very condescending very to you. for sure, and condescending. But in hindsight, I think they were being like that because my roommate had poisoned the well, in a sense. So my roommate, we were, like I said, we were all, like, a tight unit so it was like the couple that's gonna get married my roommate and myself we were like a foursome and we were always together and then when you came in the picture they hated that and I feel like my roommate had like spread lies or started rumors or maybe went to them and confided in them how like horrible I am because I don't hang out with her anymore or them and it kind of became a thing well for context the roommate and I kind of got into it a little bit and and i i would like to say i handled it in the most classiest way possible um the tension just started to build between her and i and i didn't understand why because i was obviously still trying to make it work like you guys are really close friends for forever you said she's like your sister and right. then i was like okay cool and slowly but surely i could start to see mainly some red flags pop out especially when she would be drinking um and she would try to make me uncomfortable uh I remember one time in the bar she like brought up my mom dying and I was just like that's highly inappropriate I don't want to talk about that right now and you just met her and I just met you and she was offended that I wouldn't like answer her question right then and there in the bar and then she accused me of having something to hide I was like oh I have nothing to hide but somebody who's trying to get a reaction out of me um, even if it's a negative one has always been a red flag because I'm like you're trying to get me to be a person and push a button that I'm really trying hard to control right now um and there's some like undertone, undertoning motive. And there was one day, it was the day that I met your mom that I'll oh, never no. forget. I was like getting ready in your bathroom. You were already on your way to the restaurant and your roommate barges through the door and it's me. Hi. <laughs> and I'm getting ready. And I was just like, oh, hi. And she's like, hey, I think we got off on the wrong foot. I want to try to work things out and be friends with you and then I told her I was like love to have this conversation will have to happen at a different time um, I'm actually about to meet Jay's mom right now and her face cracked like it was the biggest <laughs> shock of them all that I was meeting your mother and it was pretty early on in their relationship yeah. and that's when I knew I was like oh you're pushing my buttons not because 
you don't like me. You're pushing my buttons because you like Jay. And you know now I'm not going anywhere. I'm meeting the mom. Things are definitely serious. And whatever shot that you thought that you had doesn't exist. And it was I, that was the face crack that I know that I saw in that moment. And after I met your mom, oh, like we never had the conversation. She never wanted to be friends with me after that. She actually had nothing but unkind things to say about me behind my back that I'm aware of um, after that moment. And I brought it up to you and I was like, hey, I'm 100% sure that your roommate likes you and I just want you to be aware of it. And you let her know I'm not going anywhere. I let her know I'm not going anywhere. And now your group of four started to slowly break off because <laughs> that that roommate poisoned the well so bad that leading up into the wedding oh here we go that's the, why we were here yeah leading <laughs> up into the wedding um you saw obviously the three of them started to hang out without you yeah they like even had a bridal party dinner that you weren't invited to which is so messed up i mean obviously i'm so grown now and it doesn't i'm so far past that point in my life Again, thank you, therapy. Thank you to an amazing partner. Thank you to just unlearning and really processing everything. But I think it's so unfair that you ask someone to make you your wedding outfit and then you don't invite them to the bridal shower. I think that's so rude. It Anyways. Was, no, I mean, you were... In the moment, I know you were trying to be strong. You're like, oh, I'm no. Not in the let moment, I was me. very hurt because, but, yeah, again, we, one of the friends, it was a ten year mm-hmm. plus friendship, and the other two, we had bonded for the last four years or so. So, for me, it was a lot. You've and also spent hundreds of hours sewing this <laughs> that part suit together, <laughs> and then here's the kicker. So I make the suit right. It takes me forever. They both turn into bridezillas. They're constantly harassing me about when is it done? I need it to be done. I finally finish the suit. I give it to the bride-to-be. I ask her, is there anything that I need to change? Do you need me to do anything? No, no, it's perfect. It's exactly what I wanted. This is great. Cool. Are we cool? And the bride was like, yeah, we're cool. No worries. I'll see you at the wedding. I show up to the wedding in hand with Eden and like you and I are talking and you're facing me which is your back is away from the aisle where the brides will be walking down and you're talking with me and then the music starts and right and then we all yeah we're like getting situated and I remember you were you had your front towards me and your yeah back towards the aisle and the music started and you were talking and I just, I just, this is the first time. I don't remember what you said because I locked eyes with the bride who was not wearing the suit that you made. Yeah. And I <laughs> so shitty. was like, okay, Jay, I need you to not turn around right now. I'm, I'm going to explain to you why. <laughs> Be prepared. The bride is not wearing the suit that you made we have one or two options 
option A. I can flip this table over. I could make a scene. I can rip flowers down on my way out. These people don't know me. I have nothing to lose. I'm never <laughs> going to see them again. I don't care who they are. You can you can even pretend like you don't even know me. I will create the biggest scene you have ever experienced. Every telenovela set this place on fire. Option A. Option B. We can sit here, wait for the wedding ceremony to end, and bow out quietly, and you can figure out if you ever want to speak to these people again. But before you turn around, I wanted to give you one of those two options. Let me know what you want, A or B. Go. And that's how I knew she was the one. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I, I think I fully let you know, full Gemini Eden, what that was in that moment. But I wasn't going to make the choice for you. I wanted you to at least make the choice because she was ready to unleash. And I didn't know how you were going to react when I gave you those options, but I was fully ready to commit to either. I had so many feelings. I was enraged. I was in shock. And I was baffled all at the same time because these people were hounding me day and night. I brought in reinforcements. I barely slept during the making of this suit and for them to just not wear it was the biggest slap to my face and honestly um to my craft I think that really hurt me because it made me feel like I wasn't good enough or um my craft and my hours and the time that I spent didn't matter it was like beneath them And I think that really hurt me the most. And um, when Eden gave me both options, I did option B because I'm a classy bitch and I wanted to walk out. I initially wanted to just walk out in the middle of the ceremony, but I didn't want to make a scene. So I know that's the problem. Till the end. In hindsight, I feel like I should have flipped some tables. It would have been a lot more memorable. I would have done it. And a lot more badass. But fully prepared. um, (laughs) I look back on that that day now and think like, wow, I had made eye contact with every single table and I knew which direction I was going to go in first. (laughs) And I, you know what? You're such a better person than I am. But that's why I feel like we work. We're opposites. We are. But you tame what, again, old me would have known what she would have done and not thought about the consequences. Because yeah. for me, I wouldn't think about them. I didn't, I didn't care about anybody else's feelings. But you were the first person who made me think about other people's feelings other than my own. And it was, I think, even harder, if I'm honest, for me to contain myself because it hurt seeing you hurt. And right. I wanted to make them hurt equally as bad. And even though it was still early, like I was so, was, is, I am so in love with you that the, like somebody making you feel that way was excruciating just on the sidelines. And I'm, ugh, I just, it hurts me to hear you say that you took it so personally, so much so that you haven't. Like, there's no reason to not take it personally. Yeah, I mean, that person, again, going back to the first day that I met them, we had dinner, that person was a shitty person. I hear you. And it had nothing to do with you and your craft. You are incredibly talented. Every piece, every person that has ever 
been lucky enough to have an original piece of your work is that so lucky because you're in you're so good at it and Jay hasn't sewn anything like that since and I think a year into our relationship I as a gift like forcibly paid for her to go to sewing school just to get out there and get like sewing and get her hands dirty again and she made the most unique shirt for herself I just steal all the time because <laughs> it's so cool and I'm so proud and whenever like people come over I like run and bring it I'm like you have to look at this it's like she made this, this is so cool and when I wear it and on TikTok on Instagram everyone's like where did you get that shirt and it brings me so much pride to like write in the comments my wife made it and that's because of who you are you have such a creative eye for color and pattern and you style me so elegantly to my skin color to my body shape like your sewing craft is that it's just such a unique craft and don't ever let anybody take that away from you because like you give them that power and you should just reclaim it back. I know it's easier said than done sometimes, but that is your power. Nobody yeah. else's. No, I think I think now, right? Uh, four years later, I totally I feel it. I don't I don't think it's as heavy as it used to be. Yeah. And I think I'm definitely in a different place in my life. I can confidently say that my circle of friends right now, they're all badass bitches. Like they're all badass people. All of them, every one of them in my circle right now are badass, like, makers, people that, like, shake up the room, people that are amazing and honest and loyal and just incredible human beings. And I'm super thankful for that. But that wouldn't have been possible had I not done a friend's cleanse. And I think that's what this podcast is about, is just reminding all of you that you don't need to dim your light in order to fit in. And I think I was doing a lot of that in the beginning before I met you. I was dimming who I was to kind of fit in because I felt a little empty. And I think that I filled in that hole, especially with, you know, a lack of family and like my mom's situation. I didn't really have family growing up, so I was kind of looking for family in all the wrong places whether that was like a toxic relationship or toxic friends. Well, if you come from a toxic family, it's easy to fall into toxicity and to hold on to it because that's all you've ever known. And right. that's, that is like home, that is family, that is safe. Is that healthy? Not necessarily. Yeah. But I'm really proud of you for realizing that and for making the decision on your own that you deserve better. Yeah, totally. I think once I got rid, I did like a serious friends cleanse and I I want to be the weakest person in my group of friends because I want my group of friends to just be this powerhouse. And I feel like once I had a goal set in mind that I wasn't going to spend any time, energy or effort into any friendship that wasn't putting in as much as I was putting in, like that's when everything changed. And that's when... Like when you open yourself up to receive that, it comes tenfold. But you have to do the work, right? And it wasn't easy. I was super depressed for sure because you're you're asked like I literally switched my entire world upside down. If all I knew was toxic friends, 
and toxic behavior to then go ahead and break the cycle, if you will, and start fresh, like it's depressing. It gets lonely. But all of this to say that it's totally worth it, even though it can feel shitty when you get rid of quote unquote friends who you think are friends. And then you actually have friends who would take a bullet for you. It's like a breath of fresh air. It's, you know, you, you opened up the space to let go of the quantity and make room for the quality. Right. <laughs> Which I would love to, to I, I'd love to echo that because everybody in our circle are amazing. Um, there's not a single person that, and for me, when it comes to friends, if I don't trust you, we can't be friends. Um, I need to be <laughs> able to have, you have my trust until you don't, and that right. equally goes for friends. And if I don't feel comfortable around you, it's just not a space or friendship or dynamic I want to be in. There's this like meme that says Gemini, and it's like this giant dictionary thing and it's like list of acquaintances and it's like one small piece of paper or like a post-it and it's like actual friends <laughs> and I feel like I never re resonated with the meme so much because I feel like I can be acquaintances with a lot of people um, but I'm really close with a very small group of people and not to say that I want to keep it small I love growing my my circle and I love meeting like chosen family um, and learning that you can let people in and still have boundaries was the biggest gift that I got from you because you went from letting everyone in to having no boundaries. And then I went from letting nobody in and having all the boundaries to somehow finding a middle between the two of us. Right. And, and I, I think that's beautiful. Oh, I love that. I mean, people, you know, kind of say like Pisces and Gemini, I don't, th those aren't the signs that are meant to work or opposites don't always attract in that way. I don't say that they attract, but they challenge. And if you're open to if it, if you're open, that's key. Mm -hmm. You have to be open to change. You have to be open to seeing the other person's perspective, and you have to be very empathetic. I'd like to say because if I wasn't trying to be empathetic and vice versa to understanding, you know, your relationship with these friends or this dynamic. Um, I don't think it would have worked out between the two of us because for somebody who doesn't have boundaries to all of a sudden be asked of a lot of boundaries from you. Yeah, it's difficult. It, it wouldn't have worked, but you slowly started to set them up on your own where you're like, I don't want toxic people in my life. I don't want people in my life who don't support me, who don't lift me up. Well, uh, yeah. And I just feel like when you're around toxic people, you attract toxic people. And it wasn't until I really started realizing who I was constantly attracting. And that goes for friendships and relationships. Like I had a string of toxic relationships when I had shitty friends. And I think it all kind of goes together. I mean, we've come quite a long way from the no boundaries, all <laughs> that... 2 a.m., 3 a.m., whenever this friend wanted to, like you actually set up some really incredible boundaries not just for us but for yourself and I couldn't be more proud of you and like having such a respect for the relationship is key and that's kind of how my friends cleanse fallout happened 
was I back back when we first started dating um, obviously as if you heard the previous episode I identify as bisexual and when I came into my sexuality in LA I just had my fairy gay mother which was my you know still my best friend Izzy who is you know identifies as a gay man help me navigate the LGBT scene but from a gay boy perspective and for a newly coming out person this wasn't the scene that I was really looking for um I wanted the L word I wanted to find my close group of girlfriends that I could travel with that I could hang with that I could immerse myself into what the culture and the the lesbian and, and girl bi scene is and I found a group of girls who welcomed me in. I think I was the only bisexual in that group at the time, but I had another friend vouch for me, as corny as that sounds. You were led into the girl gang. I was, and I was. And it was an immersive world where I was like finally feeling like I belonged in this space. And learning and experiencing lesbian culture was quite the shock for newly baby gave me and I was enjoying it and I loved it and I was having so much fun um, but I did realize that the circle can get toxic pretty quickly there would be drama moments there would be moments where sometimes a group of a group within the group would be friends and then they would break up or there would be a fight and then people would be asked to pick a side and it just to me felt like high school and I like to leave high school in high school. I don't like to bring it to my adulthood. Good luck. There are so many clicky lesbian groups. I, it's just something I've <laughs> that never liked. I just can't get behind it. And so I started to notice that I was kind of already had my foot one in and one out. I would start saying no to certain events. I would start not hanging out with them already. And then I met you. And this was something I was always nervous to do, which is put who you're dating in the group chat. Because once it's in the group chat, you know, you one, you want to let people know like you're you're talking to this person. So if you see them, they're already I'm not, not claimed, but you're talking <laughs> to them. So don't try to talk to them, too, type of thing. So we're just letting everybody know, like, this is the person I'm talking to. So if they come across your hinge, Tinder, whatever, like skip skip them go the next swipe one. to the left and sometimes we would swipe on each other and it would be funny we would just like screenshot and we put it in each other's chat like oh, look who came on my feed and then like <laughs> obviously keep it pushing but when you would put girls in there because the circle i learned is so small i would be nervous because sometimes you would put a screenshot of the girl in the chat and then people would have stuff to say. Of course. Like, it's such a small circle. Everybody I dated that girl everybody. like last summer or that girl dated that person that I know or that person cheated on that person. And so now you're finding out all this history and it's like you can't even get like no one's safe. You can't even get a date because someone knows something about the person you put in the chat. I just want to put a quick disclaimer to Eden's story. I didn't hook up with anybody in her <laughs> chat. <laughs> That's all I want to say. There was no history with me and her chat ever. Neither was I. There <laughs> Nobody was, said that. I just, I just wanted to say you that. Disclaimer: You didn't hook up with anybody in yeah. our chat. Well, in thank your you. chat, 
thank you for not hooking up anybody because it wouldn't have worked. That was always my rule and my disclaimer because I didn't want to lose this group of friends. So as the least messy I could be, I would be that. So that was one, do not sleep with anybody in the friend group. Two, do not sleep with anybody the friend group has slept with. And then three, honestly, just be weary of the girls that wind up in the chat because <laughs> odds are they've slept with them even if like it's been a while it can get messy like you get half truth sometimes so that was kind of my own rule rules that I would live by in this like circle and when I met Jay we had one mutual friend in common on Instagram and we both caught that before we went on the first date and that girl happened to be a player mm-hmm. in our group chat. And so I think both of us just assumed. And a catfish. <laughs> she was a catfish on your date. She was just my friend. Okay. But you got catfish when you went on a date with her. And for me, I was like, man, please don't have, don't hook up with this friend because I d- I don't know if I could have dated this girl because I just don't know how the dynamic ended, what had happened. I had been doing, that was just my rule. Like I had been doing so good for so long. I didn't want to break my rule and like get messy. Like that was my rule just to not get messy. And so inevitably I feel like I finally brought it up and I was like, hey, how do you know so-and-so? Because I believe- (laughs) How do you know Jay? Because we have uh, a mutual friend in common, and how do you know this person? And then you f- you message me like, yeah, I went on a date with them. They catfished me. <laughs> Did not look like their picture whatsoever. Immediately friend zoned them, and I was like, okay, cool, great. Like we can still go on this date. And you were nervous too that I had hooked up with her as well. <laughs> yeah, because I knew. Yeah. And I was like, okay, great. We can go on this date. We had our first date. It was just the craziest wild first date. So go listen to it on our YouTube. It, it that, that YouTube story still does it the best justice right now. And then it finally came time. I was like, I'm going to put Jay's picture in the group chat. Just because we've already been going on a few dates. At this point, I had kept Jay a secret for quite a while just like a month like a month and I just didn't I just didn't want to run the risk of having other people's voices in my head mm. um what do you mean by that because everyone was so harsh on in the group chat on the girls that would get put in there and it didn't make me feel comfortable and I don't know these women and I don't know these backgrounds and these stories and I don't, I don't have any way of proving it right or wrong, but I never felt like it was like positive. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that was great, or that went well, mm-hmm. or this was a good experience. A lot of criticism. It was a lot of criticism. Um, Toxic and, friends. And again, I'm still so new to this space that I'm like, I, I'm trying to just navigate what is normal and what isn't. But I do know what feels right and what feels wrong to me. And when something feels wrong. I just need to start pulling myself out of the situation. And everybody likes it when everyone's single. 
mm. and doesn't really like it when people start getting Isn't in relationships. I feel like that's that's a red flag. If your friends get super possessive, it's a red flag. I agree. Like I feel like if a friend gets super possessive and not supportive, that is a really big red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're happy, your friend should be happy for you. Listen, if you're happy and your your friend's <laughs> significant other or person that they're dating is treating your friend right, then there's no reason to be possessive, in my opinion. If there's no reason to, then you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. And if your friend's happy, then you just have to support them. If you're happy and you're in a good space and this person is treating you right, you have every right to just live your life. And I think that's the hard part, right? And when you're friends, when you're so close with somebody, you're so close with your friend, and you can have codependent friends. Oh, totally. Like, that is totally a real thing. And just being weary of that, I think friends have an extra chip on their shoulder thinking because, you know, you're be- because you're best friends and nobody should break up the best friend dynamic doesn't mean that you're not codependent and doesn't mean that that is also healthy because if your quote-unquote best friend is not giving you space to nurture and explore a new relationship then that's always going to be something that's going to hinder you moving forward and there can be a healthy balance and there can be healthy friendships and healthy relationships but if somebody ever makes you feel bad for just being with your partner, that's not a true friend. And if you feel like you have to constantly like lie to your friend because you just want to be with your partner, that's also a red flag. Agreed, babies. <laughs> and but for, anyways, back to this chat. Yeah. And I think for me, my first red flag was like I was starting to lie to the friends and like not want to hang out as much. And I didn't tell them about you until like a month in and then finally let them know like, hey, talking to this girl, asked her out on a date, she's hot. And sure enough, when they put you in the chat and when I put you in the chat, it was, oh, you know, girls with tattoos are insecure. What? Yeah, girls with tattoos are insecure and like don't don't trust this person. We don't. are not. I'm going to speak on behalf of all girls, <laughs> all gay girls with tattoos. We are not insecure. You are far from it, I'd like to think so myself. I'm very secure with who I am and what I bring to the table. I make the goddamn table. (laughs) You sewed it. I sewed it. I put it together piece by piece myself. (laughs) And I'd like to think like, okay, that was my first red flag for this friend group where I'm like, if you can't be supportive, if you can't not let me just live my life and be happy for me and when I'm being happy and not have like supportive advice I'm all about constructive criticism 100% like they're they were weary about us moving in together but at the end of the day it was my decision and don't make me feel bad for making my own decisions because at the end of the day I have to live with the consequences not you and I started to slowly realize that this friend group just wasn't supportive of our relationship and for me this was the first happy and healthy relationship I had ever been in and I didn't feel like I had any space for anybody who didn't support that 
and my separation from this group, although it didn't go up in flames, I removed myself and exited the chat and exited invitations, um, you know, that these girls would invite us to. And then eventually I stopped getting invited to them. And then I would have seen a few of the girls in the group here and there. But it's You've definitely ran into a couple of them out and about at yeah. gay functions. It's inevitable. And I have no, no ill will and nothing bad to say about any of them. But the friendship didn't serve me because it didn't support me. And my biggest red flag is if I could trust you. And when I felt like I couldn't trust you to just be genuinely honest and not you want to interject your opinion into my relationship because you want me to be single with you versus just being supportive. It just doesn't have a place in my circle. And I feel like the groups that we've developed now and building the dynamics now have really helped us become who we are and shape who we are. And yeah, I love the people in our circle and I love that we keep growing and communicating because for you, you taught me how to actually let people in which was hard for me and you taught me how to put boundaries <laughs> which is great now which was hard for you very hard for me but I'm very thankful now and self-worth I think self-worth goes hand in hand with boundaries uh, I taught you self-worth a little bit yeah really? it's because I feel like you're the best rock star ever maybe <laughs> I I am so proud of you the person you will become, the person that you're still growing to be, I still, the person who you will be in like two more years or four more years or, you know, we're going to be this till the end. 50 years is not the same person you are now. I'm a short king. I hope I grow a couple of inches more. <laughs> you know, me too. I, <laughs> you are not a short king. No, I could use some more growth. I love growing. <laughs> I love growing with you, if that makes any me sense. Too. <laughs> I love setting roots. I love growing with you. I love meeting new people with you. I love being a homebody with you. I feel like we've interwoven a bit of each other. Yeah. We love to be extroverts, but we also love to be introverts now. We love to meet people. We also love to keep people at a distance. We have learned to have a healthy balance mm -hmm. and grow and learn how to serve ourselves. And sometimes we don't always get it right. We fall off the wagon. Trust me, I think our biggest challenge as of right now going into 2023 is we do so much uh, for others and we put a lot of our, our lives out there for other people that we're starting to realize that we're not putting enough into ourselves as much anymore mm -hmm. and that we really want to get back on track 2023. Like working out more yeah. and cooking every single day. I think we suffer from like, I think we suffer from Wonder Woman syndrome where we just think we can do it all. And to your point, I think we have to, yeah, put some more effort into ourselves for sure. Yeah. And slowing down is okay. I think you and I love to all gas, no breaks. And this is, I think the year that I'm realizing that, Hey, Let's let's slow things down a little bit. Let's get to like a healthy place with healthy boundaries for each other and start to take things easy. Start to have some self-care, mm -hmm. some self-love. I don't remember the last time we hiked. Oh I, my god. I would love forever. to go on a hike with you. Like we just got if these any bikes. Y'all have <laughs> recommendations on hikes in or around LA County. Let us know. 
we would love to go on a hike. Oh my gosh, are we going to start a so group please, hike now? See, this is what I mean. This always happens. <laughs> DM us or tag us on hikes that you see. Greatly appreciate it. Always, always. And I think the biggest takeaway from the Friends Cleanse is just know your worth. That goes for everything in your life, including your friendships. Know what your where your worth is. Know what your boundaries are. If you don't have any boundaries, start to find them. <laughs> and and it, don't dim your light. Never dim your light for anybody else. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of Friends Cleanse. And we hope you get rid of those toxic people in your <laughs> lives. And for ending announcements, if you haven't yet already go get your preciosa night tickets we are throwing a massive new year's eve party in la at catch one where it's burlesque themed we're gonna have burlesque performers we're Acrobatist gonna have burlesque performers we have a photo booth drag kings drag kings and baby cakes <laughs> eden herself will be doing a burlesque number at midnight uh, she might be only in pasties oh my god <laughs> so i think it's a once in a lifetime type of performance for it's both on of her us pre-baby bucket list gotta cross it off it's the only time this is cool <laughs> <laughs> or this is gonna fly yeah this is the only time it's gonna fly for me i don't think i have it in me to do this <laughs> twice but go get your tickets uh link in our bio on our social media at EdenXJ. yeah and every ticket honestly every ticket sale helps us create more spaces and more safe space and opportunities and events for everyone to come together so the more you support our events the more we give back to the community and we do know that a lot of you travel so if you're able to travel to this event and come support that just opens up the opportunity for us to hopefully take this on the road to bring it closer to you so if you haven't yet again go get your tickets link in our bio at EdenXJ on all of our social media we love you so much. Thank you for listening. And next week, we're going to officially talk about grief. I know that so was the... get ready. Get <laughs> was... your tissue boxes. Uh-huh. That was the official, like, toss-up between the topics. So go, like, did Baby King said, go get your tissues. Go get mentally and emotionally ready for this. It's um, going to be a wild ride. Oh, it's also the holidays. And yeah. I feel like we, as much as we can be there to support people, we're going to be there for you. So we bid you farewell thank you so much everybody have a great day bye bye, bye.